Welcome back, friends and listeners, to this part of the show, The Uncanny Roundup, where you can call in to talk about the strangest and most unexplained events in your own life. Tonight, we are about to share a story of the limits of love and power. The power of a mother's love is often touted as the strongest force in the world. We all have heard stories of women who, when faced with their child in danger, are able to lift cars. I even was able to verify the story of a woman in northern Quebec who fought off an adult polar bear. It's the force of the emotion behind it. This force, this energy, changes forms and sometimes does so in astounding and inexplicable ways. There are even some who claim that the source of poltergeist activity is actually the living. This evening, we have a mother calling in with a tale of bravery and uncanny power. This is one, listeners, you will not want to miss. Now, I want to preface this with the fact that this all happened when I was young and naive. I never have let what went on in this story even start up. But when you're young and stupid and in love and trying to escape a lousy situation, you're liable to make a few mistakes. You see, I was 17 when I married Sammy. My daddy was a violent drunk and my mother was so depressed she seemed more like a gray ghost that haunted the house rather than a woman who lived in it. We were poorer than anything. My, my sisters and I often had hungry bellies. We had to pump our own well water and only had electric intermittently. Depended on if we could put anything in the generator that week. So when Sammy started coming around after meeting me down at the hot dog place on the highway, it seemed like a godsend. He had a decent job at the factory downtown. And I'm not saying that in the end he wasn't meaner than a rattlesnake. But he could also have a kind of dark charisma that I was drawn to. And we got married and moved out to a little place of our own. And things were okay for about two years. Oh, he'd knock me around every so often, but it wasn't anything as bad as my father. So for me, at the time, it felt like an improvement. I got pregnant with Maggie and things got even better. We were a happy family for a little while. After so much hurting, I thought I'd stumbled into a dream. But the cruelty he had deep down would bubble up from the depths of his heart. When Maggie was two, Sammy got laid off. At first, he was just regular angry. But as time wore on and he couldn't find a job, his mood shifted closer and closer to black. And that's about the point in the story. I gotta introduce a point of mystery. See, I've always been rather peculiar around electrical equipment. When I walk under street lights, they tend to go off for a bit. I got to buying cheap phones and rechargeable batteries around the house because these damn things were always going dark on me. Yeah, I never thought much of it. Nobody mentioned the weirdness of it till Sammy. It's the kind of thing he didn't matter much in my rural childhood home. Well, things didn't improve when Sammy started taking out his frustration on me in earnest. I was miserable, afraid for my girl, and hiding bruises. Sammy wasn't actually the white knight I'd hoped. I decided I was going to leave him, 
So I started squirreling away some money here and there and stashing it in a cookie tin in the basement. Well, one night I come home from the grocery store and I took sleeping Maggie from the car, laid her down for a nap, and began to unload what I'd bought. Just as I was placing cans of soup on the counter, I heard the basement door creak open. Sammy came up from the darkness with hate in his eyes and liquor on his breath. He dropped the tin down on the counter. You think I don't know what this means? I know you ain't saving enough to buy me a present. Before I could answer, he knocked me to the floor. You think you're going to leave? He crouched over me, wrapped his hands around my throat, and began to squeeze. And for one moment, I am embarrassed to say I resigned myself to death. This was the destination that my life was headed to. But then I began to fight back. The light in the room shifted. At first I thought it was tunnel vision setting in, but when Sammy looked up at the ceiling too, I knew he saw the light browning out. Then Maggie started to cry. Sammy released my throat, rose to his feet, and began to walk towards my girl's room. And for lack of more flowery phrasing, something inside me snapped open like it never had before. The lights in the living room and along the hall that led to my baby's room glowed with increasing intensity. Don't you dare go near her, I said. When Sammy spun his head around the mouth back to me, he never had the chance. One of the light bulbs popped, followed by another, followed by another. The vacuum unplugged at the end of the hall sprang to life and began to roll slowly towards him. With a feeling through my body was a sensation the likes of which I had never felt before. I looked into the hall mirror. My hair was floating around my head. It was jet black back then, and it formed Medusa snakes. I redirected my attention back to my husband. You're going to back away, or I'm going to change you into a eunuch. I'm leaving, Sammy. And I'm taking Maggie with me, and you're going to sign those damn divorce papers with a smile. He looked at me in a way I'd never seen anybody look at me. With fear. And if you tell a damn soul about this, they'll think you're a nutter too, anyway. That's grounds for divorce too. So I'll get what I want. Now Maggie had a little toy dog from the fair that would do backflips and squeak, and that sprang to life. And then the TV went on in the living room and the blender fired up in the kitchen. It was an orchestra of mechanical soldiers in my army. Without a word, Sammy walked out the front door. Within three days, Maggie and I were with a spinster aunt of mine in Ohio. Sammy didn't give me a hard time about the papers either. I don't know if I could ever do what I did again, and I ain't tried way I see it, that was a miracle. That it wasn't my power, it was just something working through me, protecting me. I think really a person only gets that once in their life. Uh, okay, everybody out there, you have a beautiful night now. Oh, and uh, don't take crap from anyone. <laughs> Thank you.